Chris and Guy from the Extremely Casual Gamers podcast. We're a casual gaming podcast for the everyday gamer. We chat everything gaming from PlayStation to Xbox to Nintendo to PC, but not like full-on stuff, like super chill stuff, casual stuff, like, oh, if you had to date a video game character, who would you date? Even if you're just gaming on your mobile, we want to hang out with you. And we've got awesome giveaways for you to win. Join us every Thursday for a brand new episode. Just search Extremely Casual Gamers wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a Frank Podcast. What's been happening in your life? I haven't seen you for ages, man. Oh, I know. I've been missing you, obviously, first and foremost. Obviously. Um, and Is that debilitating? Do you struggle? No. No. No, no. But I just I think about you. Sure. You know, like once a day. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Um, so what's been happening for me? Um, I just was checking through my emails, um, doing a bit of life admin, which I never, ever do. Yes. Because um, I hate it. Yeah. Um, and realised that I actually failed to go to the premiere of a film that I was in, which oh. is a shame. What was that? It was called The Moon is Upside Down. It's Lauren Taylor's um, feature film. Lauren Taylor. Yeah, amazing. She's the one who did my – she was at the audition when I got the job in What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Her and Tina Cleary was right And there. she played my wife. Your wife. My wife. Uh, <laughs> she played my wife in the first acting job I ever did, Separation City. Oh, look, we're just all, it's just so How about connected. That? It's beautiful. It's a small, t- it's yeah. a small town, Wellington, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and that movie, I was playing a, a marriage celebrant, a registrar, sorry, registrar. Yes. And Jermaine was also in the film. And Great. I remember at the time, what was, what was happening? I remember we'd just done, oh, we'd just done Nude Tuesday. Sure. With Jackie Van Beek mm-hmm. together. And then I turned up to do this little bit in Lauren Taylor's film and Jermaine was there. He's like, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I'm, I'm the marriage uh, registrar. He's like, are we just always working on the same jobs? So I said, apparently so. It is one of those things though, isn't it? It does get like that. What? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because they're looking at um, the water cooler and it's all you and me and Marka and Anna Scottney and Cohen <laughs> yeah, Holloway. Tom. Tom's name <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a small group. Yeah. Um, so I missed that, which is a shame. Have you, have you, did you hear how it went? No. Mm. But I will look, I'll just do some research and I'll look forward to it coming out in general release. Well, I believe that that's a, um, funded by the New Zealand Film Commission and that is a great name. I'm just going to do a little bit of uh, research because we should push people towards it. 
The moon is upside down. Mm. That's beautiful, isn't it? What did you say the original title was? Yeah, it's better than that. Yeah, okay, we'll tell Lauren. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, Lauren Taylor's directorial debut, The Moon is Upside Down, is an uproarious and cleverly dark, mm. humid roller coaster. Mm. Yeah. Against the backdrop of New Zealand's stunning countryside, as usual, and gritty urban suburbs, three characters grapple with an, insati- an insatiable yearning for connection. Mean. I wonder when the general release is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I missed the premiere, so. Ah, yeah, well, well. You find out yep, about so it, let us know. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, yep. So I've just been missing that. And and then now, obviously, I'm just looking at trying to find a new job, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But when's the last time you had a holiday? But, I mean, you went away with your partner's family. Did, yeah. Is that right? I went down to About Nelson. a month or so ago? Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah, for about four days. Yeah. 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 But a and hearty I, sort of bit. I went to LA as well, remember, to, yes. to visit my partner. She graduated her, with her Master's of Fine Arts yes. in jazz saxophone. That holiday, though, ended kind of badly when my dad died. So, yeah. you know, look, hey, look, it's swings and roundabouts. And my dad was a very positive man. That's right. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a swing or a roundabout. Um, I say, whichever one you like the most. Do you know what we should do an episode, a special episode about our dad's dying? Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I've got some good stories around that. I've heard. And some you've got of them. some. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'd have some stories. Did you find yeah. that um, there was some darkly dark humour in there? Oh, well, yes. And well, I, I thought that he was definitely laughing at me when right. he died. Um, well, he wouldn't have been because he was dying. But you know, like I lived my whole life in Wellington to be close to mum and dad. Yes. And the one time I go overseas, mm. that's when he. That's when he died. I reckon he was that's like, right. ha. Got you, Karen. That's what I felt like something you know? that happened. And, but then I was like, good on your dad. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, you know. 100%. Yeah. But I did go and have a beer at the Cambridge the other day. Nice. And I used to go there all the time with my dad. We'd put a, a bit on the horses. Oh, yeah, watch and a bit we, of sport and have a yeah, brew. Yeah, and we, um, you know, I sat at the table. We used to always always sit, sit at the same table. And um, it wasn't quite as fun without me dad, you know? Nah, it sucks, doesn't it? So that I guess that means that you've just got to start taking your son in. Oh, he, I've already taken him in. Oh, he's marginally too young. Well, he's he, 12. Yeah, he's fine. He knows. Oh, he's with a grunt. He's, he's with it. As long as he has a meal with his beer, he's he's <laughs> he fine. Doesn't, doesn't have the beer. He just checks the tickets to see if we. Oh yeah, big. sweet. You should just get on the pokies. Oh my gosh, I can't think of anything <laughs> worse. Yeah. No, yeah. you'd be great on the pokies. No, I would and not. that would be a great way for you to bond with your son because also he loves video games. Yeah, no, but he's not allowed in there. Oh, see, that seems unfair. Yeah, well, anyway, look, I'm not going to become a pokey player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I think you're missing out there. Um, yeah. What have I been doing? Ooh, not much. Not much at all. I've got nothing to – oh, I do. Yes. Domestic bliss, this one is. I cleaned out our – my, my, my No. <laughs> I'm not going near it, man. There's no way. Um, <laughs> my wife has gone away for work for three months. Yes. And her sort of um, attitude or feeling, attitude's heavy, strong word, yeah. but it was an attitude, was that if she goes away, then everybody's going to starve to death. Right. Do you know, well, not so, she's not so worried about me, but sort Does of worried she, about her kid. Yeah. Do you think she maybe she has a reason for thinking that? Oh, we'll get to it. But sort of what it is. In about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what, what it is, is because. She she fills that role, right, mm-hmm. in the house, okay? Yep. She does. Okay. But also I do, but she's like, if 
one of those people where if you're trying to do it, it's wrong, so she does it. Do you know what I mean? She's got a way that she likes to do it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, kid's still very much alive. We're doing quite well. She yeah. cooked about 30 um, containers of pasta so that she'd be fine. So that's been quite funny. Um you know, she's not there, obviously, I'm going to be able to do it. It's not a problem. Yeah. But I went and I cleaned out the pantry the other day. So I got a wheelie bin full of shit that had expired. There was one item that expired in 2015. Yeah. Now, how many houses have you and I lived in? Not you and I. Um, not-, not many. <laughs> how many houses have my wife and I lived in? Heaps. A lot, eh? Like, so you're moving all of that shit from house to in, house? In nine years that we've been together, we would have lived in, in no shit, probably 30 different houses. Yeah. She has been transporting that stuff back and forth all over the joint, and we've never found out, never discovered that the stuff is off, a whole wheelie bin full of crap. How did she feel when you told her that you've... Oh, she thought it was funny. So have you put in some new some new things in place to mean to make sure that doesn't happen again? Um, well, because what I do when I'm moving, I also I use it as an opportunity to thin out everything that mm. I've got. Um, so I throw things out before I move or as I'm moving them, uh, or at the other end if I'm in a big rush, I'll throw them out at that end. Mm. Um, now you're obvious I can see behind your eyes you're thinking to yourself why is it that your wife's the one that's packing up the kitchen and the fridge uh, I can give you an answer to that if you'd like even though you I haven't asked the question the answer. What's, the, what's the answer no, no, you, tell, you tell me you go Mike my wife likes things to be where she likes them to be in the kitchen and so if I put them where I like them as I have been doing while she's away she will come back for the weekend and she will move them back to how she likes it even though she's not in the house. When you first started going out with your wife mm. um, and you first moved into a shared space together, yeah. Um, who did most of the cooking then? It's impossible for me to know. It's a long time ago. Although, no, it's not impossible for, you, for me to know. My wife did yeah, because she's a very good cook and because I'm not. Um, but over the years I've gotten better, particularly with the advent of um, the food bags. Options. Mm, I've yep. sort of learned how that works. Because my wife can go to the fridge, look in the fridge and go, oh, and just make something out of that stuff yep. in there, whereas I can't do that. Yeah. But I've gotten better at that, at that over the last sort of nine years, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just sometimes worry that obviously in <laughs> society. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Well, I, yeah, these are the chats I like having. Let's go. Well, if we looked at the numbers, like how many men versus how many women would be less able to cook and do things in a kitchen yeah. than men. Like, you know, like, what? What? and why is that? Because yes. what, where have they grown up? They've grown up probably with a mum and a dad. Uh, yeah, Chances or, are. or a mum only. Or a mum only, yes, yes. Um, but, again, potentially that the woman in their lives was doing all of that stuff. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah, they learned roles. So it's your job to break the cycle. 100%. Right? They are learned roles, but then the, the same goes the other way as well. Right? It's for male roles as well. I've been going through this thing with – uh, and, but since she was born, but with my daughter, I find it really weird how you say to a kid, "Good girl," don't or, do it, or "Good boy." No, you don't do that. And I was, yeah. but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like, yeah, very yeah. common, I, I was, and everybody does common. it. Yeah. To me, yeah. it's as it makes as much sense as saying, "Good, good brown dog. hair." <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or "Good blue eyes." It's got nothing to do with yeah. whatever the thing that they're doing is, but it feels like you're potentially be reinforcing roles 
So you're saying good girl and associating it potentially with the thing that they're doing is good for a girl to be doing. Do you know what I mean? I love what you're talking about. Yeah, right? I knew you'd like I that. I do. Yeah, I really yeah, yeah. do love that. But I had yeah. a problem with that when she was really young and I was talking to my mum about it. My mum was like, ah, don't worry about that. Uh, but cool. then we had another yarn about it recently and she's like, yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. It is weird. When I made the good brown hair comparison yeah. and she's like, oh, yeah, no, that's true. So anyway, working on that. Great. Well, I love, I love it. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Anyway, so that's the end of Wellington Paranormal <laughs> for this Domestic episode. Bliss. Domestic bliss. yeah. Uh, but God, there was so much shit in there. Yeah, well, I remember my mum once cleaning out her pantry and she had, you know, you know, the spices that you get from Greeks. Yeah, garam masala. Well, she had um, five different rebrands of Greeks. Holy shit. So, like... Back to, I don't know, That's, 1989. Yeah. So there was five, re- they've rebranded five times and she still had all of the packets. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's impressive. I'd imagine your parents lived in the same place for a long time. Yeah, we lived in Miramar for 17, uh, from when we were two until when I was, well, until I left home. So, yeah, for the, my whole childhood. Yeah. yeah. It's a long time to be able to gather things, isn't it? Especially spices. Especially spices. You know what? I wonder if we've got any of that at home. You have. (laughs) You've got another four packets of that. So today we're going to be talking about what was screened as episode two. It's called Demon Girl. I was screened as episode episode one, one, but was filmed second. second. Yes, so we're going to be talking about that one today. Directed by, I'm assuming that was Jermaine. Is that right? I can't remember. Oh, I just watched it last night. I watched it, but I didn't see who directed it. I think the order, I can't remember. I don't know. Producer Jake here again with another fact check. This episode is called Demon Girl, Season 1, Episode 1, and was released on July 11th, 2018. It was directed by Jermaine Clement and written by Jermaine Clement and Paul Yates. Um, so, And it opens with O'Leary, that's you, Officer yes. O'Leary, and you come across a young lady who is uh, not feeling very well. No, you know, she looked very unwell. And um, oh, it's funny how as soon as I start talking like that, I'm saying, yes, like, oh, Leary, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she looks a bit unwell. Um, I was really concerned about you. Um, yeah, but I remember cause that was, because that wasn't the first scene we'd ever shot together, I felt quite good going to that one. Yeah. And I loved our yellow jackets. I wish they I don't know why they never bought them back. That's right. I loved the high-vis jackets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we just had that funny chat with, with her about – how to spell her name and whether it was she was from Hotaitai and it was great. That's right. It was a good yarn. Now, she was not an actor. No, she was a dancer. She was a dancer Slash and she like worked at Spookers. Yes. She, she worked at Spookers, I think, up here in Auckland, which is one of those yeah. places where you go to get scared. And yeah. either Yatesy or Jermaine, I can't imagine it being Jermaine, somebody mm. went to one to that and saw her and said, would you like to be in a TV show? Yeah. Like us. Yeah. Um, so she ended up doing that, which was bloody good. Um, a contortionist, would you call her yes, that? Yes, that's what she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, bloody good. Now, in that, um, we're sort of straight into that relationship between you and I. In terms of storytelling, it's really good because right at that start, you're yep. calling for backup. You're right there. I'm standing right there. You, I get on the radio. Yeah. To <laughs> Which is an ongoing thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which did and have me even, laughing. Even the, even the point that we like travelling. I'm like travelling, running see three meters, running to, walking towards me. You fool. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Over that way is better. Get it all out. I'm going to request for assistance. Mano, requesting assistance over here. Copy, O'Leary. What's your location? I'm right behind you. Travelling. Yeah, we've got to get this girl to her caregivers. She's, look, she's really unwell. What's your name, love? Bazoa of the Unholy Realm. 
we've got B, I've got B, A. And then we have a yarn to her and then she throws me. Yeah. Um, so an interesting yeah. thing that happened. Are you going to talk about the mats? Yeah, yeah we're going to talk, talk about, about the, mats. the mats. So we had our um, our stunt coordinator and our stunt team. Um, I had to run and jump over the rubbish bins when I got thrown by the demon girl. And on the other side of that was two, well, initially one mat, um, a two-inch mat. Yeah. And I said, can I have a thicker mat? And they said, oh, yeah, you're going to have a thicker mat. Oh, cheers. So then they put the thick mat, which was probably a foot to two foot thick and very yeah. bouncy and nice. Then they put the thin, hard the concrete, concrete mat. mat on top <laughs> of that. So it was like jumping onto still concrete, but concrete that had a nice landing for the concrete. So the concrete yeah, yeah. felt good because it was sitting on a nice cushion, yeah. but I was landing on the hard thing. Yeah. So I said to them, um, hey, is it okay if I put the soft landing on top? And they're like, well, oh, yeah, man. okay, yeah, we could do it your way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was much better landed on the soft I'm thing. I'm not eh? surprised at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, anything else you can remember from her? It was uh, The spewing was great. The what? The spewing. Oh, the spewing was great. Yes, they had that amazing contraption that went up her sleeve and spewed and then she had to go like that and it spewed out her mouth. Yeah. Although oh, no, there was, it was taped on the side of her mouth, wasn't it? It was. Oh, and, a neck. and then yep. there was but then there was a more of a frontal shot where it looked like so they must have done a CGI shot because you could see it coming out of her mouth. Yep. It was quite good. I had a voice memo that I recorded which was about Marker constantly corpsing, which is laughing all the way yep. through scenes, but it, the file was corrupted. But yeah, Marker would uh and he'll admit as much to you. Especially in that office, I think. Especially in that office, yeah. would always be dying laughing. And his attempts, what he thought was a good attempt to cover up that he was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> they were so bad. Yeah. Always so bad. Putting his head under the table, um, laughing, but then forcing his mouth into a sort of yeah, sucking his lips in. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you're laughing. Like, we can't put this into the TV show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's quite clear. Um, so that was good. And it made me feel really good about you and I. Yeah. When he'd be caught well, yeah, well, he, he would be laughing to the point of crying. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I would remain in character. Yeah. Which was great. It made me feel really good about um, what we were doing because it's like you can't, because we didn't want to ruin it. Well, I love doing that running chase scene through the police station. Yes, that's right. Because at this point, it was around about this point where she escapes. Um, it's quite weird, wasn't it? She says she wants to go home and then um, Mark is going to call her parents and then she just yeah. shoves them out of the way anyway. But then did you also remember what happened to Mucker on the first time we ran out that that oh, office? Did his pants split? Well, yeah, because he slipped on the piece of liner that wasn't attached to the floor. That's right. Yeah. And I remember also thinking for that scene, the effort that like, – because, again, this was all new for me. So the effort that goes into just making one tiny shot. Yeah. They built that whole interrogation room mm-hmm. as is – where she sat, and then they yep. built it all, all over again on the side. On the side. So she could do her tricky things and made it look like she was walking up the wall. And we're thinking, gosh, it's a lot of time and effort, isn't it? It's a lot of make, time you and know, effort. But it's paid dividends. But it but, looks you know, good, yeah. But they probably could have done with some tape on the lino as, we, right. as Marker ran out the door. That's right. He came he flying out after us and then, yeah, it was just lying on the ground. With his pants split. With his pants split, yeah. Yeah, yeah because we had to run tr- past those other guys – those guys that were trained to do flippy flip things and she's threw yeah, them against the wall. Yeah, stunties, weren't they? Yeah, yeah flip one guy yeah. up on his head. The other guy, to be fair to him, may have been a stunty, but he didn't do any stunts. No. Just sort of looked at his mate who landed on his head quite yeah. convincingly, Yeah, I thought. Um, and then he opened the door for us and directed us through to yeah. continue the chase. She jumps out the window. Um, what do you think? Should we jump after her? 
down the stairs. Yeah. Down the stairs and then we're into the car. And at the car. Yes. Has always been my favourite place to be acting with you, Mike. I would completely agree with that. Yeah, it was. It was good to do, always good to do that one. And is there another place where there was just two of us? I love the car and I love the paranormal office. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And on the paranormal office, in one of them, I'm sitting further in. You know, we got to a we got to a point. Did you sit in the inside chair? Yeah, in the actually, it's the next episode where it's cop circles. Oh yeah. I'm sitting on camera right, and you're on the left, and I think that's the only time we ever did that. Which is funny because when we stand, always the other way around. Always the other way around. I thought it was really weird. Yeah, and I don't know why, how that happened. That must have been a direct a direction. Yeah, I think probably because the cam, but the cameras were always in that back corner. In that back corner, so they, yeah. You would have thought not to have. Oh, that's why I was there closer because I'm shorter. Shorter, yeah. So, yeah. Because generally there, for people out there, yeah. uh, Karen and I will always have each other. Karen would be on my right and sh- I'd be on her left because we're blind. I like the car scene. What was it? It was, um, you know what it'll be, and you said drugs. Oh, yeah, it could be drugs. But I was thinking My robots. guess was robot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, that was, I think, and that was the start of our, when our in-car banter. Yeah. You know, we, we started to formulate that, even with that bit when you're like, I'm, I'm going to, can we turn the lights on? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I might drive a bit faster if that's okay. I was like, yeah, we've got to get there. And I think that was we've again, got like, to get we've, there, you know, yeah. we're like, yeah, we can do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do we get to turn the lights on? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I might go a bit faster if that's right. Well, we need to. We've got to get there, Colin right. said. The person that we're talking to over the comms when we're talking to dispatch. Jackie Van Beek. Jackie Van Beek. That is the voice of um, Jackie Van Beek. How did you find driving the police car? Because I thought that was exciting when we first started. Yeah, it was Being good. Being a driver, pretend police car. It was good. Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, one of the things that I remember about that police car I think we did a test shoot before we started filming because they wanted to know how the camera is going to work. Yes. So the car, which is obviously not a police car, um, had been rigged with five GoPro cameras in there, <laughs> and we were te- we were the idea is that you're testing, and then you'd have a, a pilot vehicle that had to be within sort of fifty yeah, to eighty meters, either yeah. in front of you or behind you, so that it would maintain the connection. You could see it on the monitors, and the recording could happen properly. So we were trying to do that camera test before we started shooting. And um, got all the little cameras in there, little beauty. And then we went to go, and the car battery had died. That's right, correct. Car battery yep. had died, so I had to get that charged up. Okay, we're all good to go. And then we went to go. Oh no, actually, there's no petrol in the car. There was no petrol. It said very low petrol. Yeah, that's yeah. which I'd never seen before. Yep. Very low petrol. So they had to fill it up with petrol. Yeah. Then while that was happening, um, we could have a break. And then we went to go back. Oh, you got petrol now. Then went once the petrol had been done, um, went to go back and all the cameras had overheated. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> Those cameras, God, they were amazing, weren't they? These are an early generation of GoPro. The idea of them is unreal because you get a good picture out of them. But unfortunately, you don't get a good picture out of them very regularly. They'll because they always don't work. Get, Yeah. So we came up with several nicknames. There was... Uh, no GoPro. The No GoPro. Go Slow. Yeah, they go slow, yeah. Because even um, putting them into the car took hours. Oh, it and was I'm, I'm sure it was tricky, and I'm like, that's not my area of expertise. Regardless, but, that didn't stop us having an opinion. 
Yeah, it's like how can it take so long to shove four cameras four ca- and stick them on the ceiling? Exactly. Shouldn't they already be there? Like yeah. why are you taking them out? Why are they taking them out? Yeah, anyway, and then they'd come in and they'd lean over you and they'd push all the buttons and then it would go down. It was That was the most, the biggest time suck, wasn't it, was it those was. cameras. Yeah. It was an absolute disaster. And I don't disaster. think it was anyone specific. It wasn't even, no one's fault. Oh, it was it the was, technology. Yeah. It just wasn't up to it. And then they got better and better as the series went on. Yeah. But they generally always had some kind At of an start, issue. At shit. the start, it was just... It was yeah. unreal. Now, the other thing that happened in this episode, oh, then we go to that, uh, the house. There's the house where- yes, the wife um, and Paul Yates And Paul Yates. There. So the father, the, whose name yeah. is- Gary. Gary, thank you. Yeah. I was thinking Gavin. Um, he, the father there, he is Paul, played by Paul Yates, who is the producer of Wellington Paranormal, does a very good job. He and turns the loveliest around. man in the world. And the loveliest man in the world. Um, so it was good to get him in there and- then we had a bit of a runaround scene when we were chasing oh, yeah. chasing the wife through the park and the playground and all of that. And that's where your magnificent scene of you getting caught on the fence. And I still get talked to about that to this day. I was thinking about that watching it last night. I was like, man, why are we not doing this every season? Like It should have been your tasing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was so funny <laughs> and such a good leveller for your character as well. <laughs> but that you're so on to it, you know, or yeah, more than everybody yeah. else, and you're going to sort shit out, but that you constantly I get cannot, caught. Yeah. You just, your, your kryptonite is fences, yeah. which <laughs> would be so good. But I, I remember doing that scene, though, and Jermaine, yeah, was directing because I remember it clearly now, and he's like, okay, so all you've got to do, because they wanted me to actually get over the fence. Yes. So they're like, all you've got to do, Jermaine was like, <laughs> just run and just grab it at the top here, and he just jumped up. He's six foot something. Yeah. Just put his arm on there and then went over. Sure. And I was like, yeah, Jermaine, like, I'm five foot four on a good day, um, you know, and also I don't run or jump over fences ever. So, you know, but he just was like, no, you know, you can just try. You just, try, just you know, just. Put, sure. Yeah, try your best. I was like, yeah, okay. And so then I think, yeah, that's when I my scrambling up the fence then turned into put a harness on, we're shoving on the fence. <laughs> There's no, there's no <laughs> fucking right. way she's getting over it. That's right. But also that your attempt is pretty funny and maybe it's better that we go for the funny rather than the functional. Yeah, I think yeah, and I think the fact that I was trying to talk very seriously throughout my whole yeah. entire attempt. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It was the, yeah, the commentary while you were trying to get over. Yeah, and that was because that was, was gold. That was kind of one of the first times that I, Jermaine was just say, just describe what you're doing. Yeah. I'm going to have to scale the fence. That's right. Let's get this up here. Oh. Why don't you get your feet in? Well, obviously you do get hurdles in policing and um, these sorts of fences are certainly are, are one of them. You know, it's a real challenge. Um, I think certainly since they've changed the way they make these fences, it's been a lot harder to get over them cleanly. Um, it's not something that normally happens to me. To be honest, if anything, Minogue perhaps is a little bit more prone to this kind of thing. But like I said, I was just giving them my best shot and it didn't quite work out on the day. Yeah. I'm just requesting assistance here. And so it was one of the first kind of quite a long, and it, was, yes. and it also felt, it was, I always found it harder, and even right at the end, when you're not there, Yeah. I don't like it as much. Yeah. And I feel more 
Like I, when you're there, I make up whatever shit I want. Yeah. But if I'm by myself, then, you know, you feel that yeah. added pressure. I, d- I didn't like it when they'd break us up in episodes and we'd all <laughs> no. have to go off and do our own thing. I, I really didn't like no, it. No, we didn't like it. And we'd do it more later on and stuff where entire episodes and we weren't together and I, was, yeah. I never liked it. No, no. I didn't enjoy the filming of it. No. And I didn't enjoy it. I remember at, when we did the fence scene because you'd done your bit and you yeah. were leaving and I was like, oh. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't go. And then you went to get changed and then you came back. Yeah, but you never said don't go. I was like, oh, Did I'm not, not? going to. Nah. Oh, okay. You said, oh, you leave. Oh, in my, in got my head, in my then, head, I yes. was saying, don't go. And then I came back to finish you, finish watching. Finish me. <laughs> yeah, to finish you. And they didn't like that. They didn't like that. They didn't that. use that bit. It was weird. <laughs> didn't use that bit at all. But then... So that was our solidarity early on. Yeah, As really time was, went yeah. on, if one of us could get away early. Well, if Mike could get away early. No, you. You love no, going no. home early. No. <laughs> like when? Well, any time. Like you, if you had the, the last scene. At the Mavic Tunnel, you went home early. Yeah, but other episodes, right? No, There's I times went, where, I always yeah, stay like, no, That's not true. <laughs> and you'd have, like, and even worse would be like if one of us would have, if we're doing those things where you shoot separately, and this happened in the last season. Oh, yeah. Where you'd have whole days off. Yes. It'll be, oh, man, this is so good. No, you'd look but you'd have like, days off. Yeah, you're yeah. going through the, <laughs> going through the schedules. Oh, have I got any days off? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and then eventually, yes. But I had it where I'd always have one scene, but I'd have to come in at like 2 o'clock know, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd always have a little chuckle. Yeah, you're loving it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that went out the window, that solidarity. But I do yeah, remember no, that. It's, it. it's no. funny that you bring that up because, yeah, I remember that too. And I almost felt like because we were shooting, my part at the same time was – Running with the, the dog, park, the playground, and the dog. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Basil is the name's actual uh, the name of the dog. Close to Basil. Very close to Basil. <laughs> so it's quite easy to call him. And he was the dog of Holly Keeman, who was I think production coordinator yep. on it. But I also worked in production with her around the same time. Certainly straight afterwards, it might have been on Mortal Engines. Mm. So I was not acting on it. I was working in production. So she'd come in every day with Basil. But in the shooting of this episode, like once we got to Cuba Mall, Mall, I had to chase Basil all over the show. (laughs) And that was part of it. And I was like, oh, he's not liking it, man. It's like, too bad. Chase the dog. And not, you know, I was just nervous. We weren't kicking it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And there was one point where I jumped and I got him. Yeah. And then he he got away from me. But that was the best bit. That was the best bit. That stayed in there. And... Then moving forward, that dog never liked me. No. Never liked no, me. No, he's like that arsehole. That dog hated me. <laughs> it was, sorry, I felt so bad. Um, 
yeah, he'd bring, come into the office and it was just like, you know, you go to everyone else except for me. I feel bad about that. Yeah, Poor no, Basil. Was, yeah, yeah. What are you, uh, like, why were you doing that to me? I thought we were friends. Exactly, yeah. Also, also, so we'd had a thing earlier on, we had a yarn, essentially. I sent an email and just said, like, acting like we were our own department and just being on time and knowing our lines and all that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I do, yeah. Yeah, and so... We did that, and then we might, it might have been the third week by the time we started shooting this one. You learn all your scenes the night before or the week before is what I'd do, and then I'd do the weekend before I'd learn all that week's lines, and then I'd get updates. You know, I'd refresh myself the night before. Yeah, I but think we had different approaches. We did, yeah, so I'm talking about me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and then, but for this scene where it was you, me, and Marker and Parker. Yes. We thought that scene was going to be after lunch. And we thought we'd have an opportunity to properly learn our lines. Yeah, because often you'd, yeah, that's right. You'd, you'd learn definitely the morning ones, then you'd know you'd have your lunch break just to refresh. That's and, right. Or just Potentially learn. learn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we, you and I were learning that scene. We had the script that we had the sides in our hand. Marker and Parker were off book. Um, but we were sort of stuck. It was not good. Yeah. It was not good. And so. After at the end of the day, you and I went up and at the same time tried to say to each other, we can't do that. No. (laughs) We can't do that again. So that, and that was really good to get that reminder kick in the ass like, man, you got to be off book. What is off? I don't even know what off book is. Off book means you don't need your script in your hand. Oh, yeah, your sides at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – and it, I remember it happening another time on a later season where it was there like, was this another... is definitely way after yeah. lunch. It's like the last scene of the day and it got pulled forward before lunch and I had not even read it. No. Well, even even that scene <laughs> that scene we did when we talked about for Mama, Yeah. That was pulled forward. Ah, was it? And, yep, and we had we – hadn't, and I was like, I'd read it ages ago, but I hadn't read it, read it. To yeah, right. It. And so I was like, oh. but then that actually turned out really well. That turned out really well Yeah, for my Mama. It's one of my favourite scenes of all time. Definitely. Yeah, and underlying sexual tension. Underlying sexual tension was really good. <laughs> Just a close up on you. I can see myself in those early ones. Essentially, I'm just being a version of Jermaine. Do you reckon? Yeah, like in terms of delivery and stuff, I can see that I'm. That's what you. Yeah. Attempting to do well because his voice is so clear in the writing as well. I think, yeah, and so yeah, yeah sort of felt and eventually because I, my thing was like, because you're trying to find the tone of it, and we were like, he had to drill into us that deadpan thing, deadpan, mm-hmm. deadpan, deadpan, um, which we knew, but it was good to have him but constantly also don't saying, dawdle. yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, don't dawdle, <laughs> that's right, be a cop and walk properly, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we'd just be wandering around <laughs> like O'Leary <laughs> and Minogue having a nice time as mates, but he's like, you know, remember your cops and you're trying <laughs> you're to get places, <laughs> you've got stuff to do, like this is your job. Yeah. Uh, it took us a long time to get past that, yeah, eh? the dawdling. Yeah, we were still saying that in the, in the last season, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't dawdle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's dawdling, you'd hear a voice <laughs> scream out. Um, yes, and what was the bit I was saying? About you were delivering as Jermaine because it was oh his yeah voice. yeah and so um, so my thing with him was like if you've got a line if you just say if you've got a way you want it to be said just say it I don't like some yeah. actors are like don't tell me how to say it like I want to you know yeah. direct me properly and then I'll bring it across like if you've got a way that you want to hear the line yeah say it and I will say it exactly the same as that um, if I remember I think Tyker had done that for Anthony Hopkins on Thor. 
And I thought, oh, yeah. I mean, if Anthony Hopkins is fine with it, I think <laughs> I'll be all right. But generally, that was a fun episode, I reckon. Um, because it's weird, you shoot them in a different order and then they come out. Well, it's not weird. Um, and then, yeah, they give them a bit of a rejig. Yeah, but I remember as well, come like when the reviews started coming out, because obviously they came out after the first episode. Mm. And there was some, there was a little bit of negativity around how quickly it all ended with the with the bucket fountain. Right. Obviously, someone that's in it, I was, you know, I'm just was mad. And mm. like, how do you say that our thing is stink? Um, but I guess, what do you think about that? Ha. <laughs> You agree. Well, <laughs> I, what I find interesting about that episode and also the next episode, which is Cop Circles, mm-hmm. is that we don't solve either, either of those cases. No. So at the end of this one, Parker is the demon. Yeah, and I've always wondered whatever happened to whatever that. Whatever happened to that. Yeah. We're just going to do that and then we're just going to leave Parker is just now that. Yeah. But he kept coming back. And then at the end of Cop Circles... We didn't solve that one either. Yeah, but that was good. But then that ended up coming back later on. So I'm interested to see the other ones and see what we did with those. Because I do like, I loved the idea of that was that there's an issue. We don't believe it's an issue. Oh, it is an issue. We solve the case, but it turns out that we never solve the case. Yeah. I I really loved that. I think that became our sort of MO. Yeah, right. Did it end up being the case for all of them? What did we solve? Well, I'll get, well, I don't know. We're going to find out as I watch them. He walked off. Oh, yeah. Um, Didn't he pass over to the other side though? A lot no, of passing over to the other side. No, um, thingy, um, Dave Farney mm. got out of the car and just walked off <laughs> <laughs> to start another ghost party that's somewhere right, else. Remember, that's he didn't right, exactly. get, we didn't even get, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So and then what else? Yeah, none well, of I like them. that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Wally's passed on eventually. Yeah, we we'll get, get to, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think maybe we get better at our job. I don't know. Is if that's that possible? True. No. Is that um, any other feelings about episode one? It was very exciting seeing it for the first time after we'd done all the work. Because again, I mm. and I keep going back to this, but it's the truth. Had no idea, like doing twelve-hour filming days, mm. knowing that out of that you get maybe five to six minutes of actual television time, maybe sometimes four minutes. Yeah. I was like, well, how do they? How do they? We're doing a lot of stuff to make a, yeah. a, a kind of a short TV show. So to watch it all, and at the time. You know, other than hearing Jermaine's like, <laughs> and some of the crew laughing. That's Jermaine laughing, yeah. by the way. Yeah, sorry it was. You never really knew whether no. you were doing a good job or not. So when the finished product came out, I remember watching thing. oh, my gosh, this is like an actual TV show. Because I was like, is this going to be rubbish? Yeah. And what was interesting about that as well, and this I think went for the entire time, was that if you and I were in a place like, say, a car, um, or somewhere where we couldn't hear Video Village, like we'd do a take and we would, you and I would always agree, we'd go, ah, oh, that one was terrible or that one was really good. And Jermaine would always come in and if we say it was terrible, he'd come and go, it's brilliant. oh, that was awesome, man. I was, we we're crying laughing out there. Yeah. And if we thought it was great, he's like, nah, do that again. We were always We're not very good odds. judges of our own skills no. and lack Which of. is not good if you think you're doing something good, but actually you're wrong. Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, but the good thing is when we think we're doing something bad, we're actually really good. Yeah, I know. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, God, how are you going to learn anything if you're opposite, you're living in Just always aim to down do things world. shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> now, when we got to when we got to that house and the, the wife lets us in and we're going to go and see Gary in the in the garage, garage, <laughs> um, and we walked past as the pictures there, but we started talking to the wife and... 
I think I, I you know, Minogue started mansplaining something, and yeah. you got offended. <laughs> and right. you, as my partner, got offended on behalf of a character who was being mansplained to, and you started telling me off <laughs> for mansplaining to this character. Which was, and it became Karen telling Mike off for mansplaining to whatever this actor's name was. But really, it was Officer Minogue talking to a character. But you just couldn't help it, man. I can't help it. I know, I know. And this is what it was so good. You've got to remember, especially you you were Mike Minogue, whatever year that was. Yes, that's right. Compare you to Mike Minogue now. Oh yeah, but I yeah, was in yeah. character doing the stuff, but absolutely hundred percent. But yeah. yeah, like mid mid take on the scene, Karen's like starts defending <laughs> this. It's like okay, <laughs> I think we better start again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I was loved what you said about matching shirts. Oh yeah, then got matching shirts. We should do that. That's we right. do that every day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he starts yelling and, and carrying on like he's possessed. It's just the worst midlife crisis you've ever seen. Minogue. Oh, matching shirts. That's awesome. We could do that. We do that every day. It's not that. Look, it's the same girl. Ah. She looks a million times better in the photo, eh, than in person. Don't say that. You're going Um, and yeah. Oh, Gary up on the roof there. What was that line there? Um, he's breaking the law of gravity, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a – feels like a Yatesy line, actually. Yeah. Feels like a Yatesy line. You said line. it. Yeah, I said it. Too yeah. Yatesy. Yeah, too Yatesy, actually. Yeah. How about that? Um, when we're talking to Demon Girl and I say, yeah, um, she's scaring me, O'Leary, can you do your bad cop? And you go up, lean over the table and say to her – In quite a nice voice. Stop that. It, it's a bit scary. That's right. And then come back like, to me and give me the finger gun. Yeah, yeah. Like, nailed yeah. it. Well, Jermaine made me do that because I would never do that. But Joe was like, just do like, I was like, oh, okay. There will be buckets of blood and a thousand of fire. Uh. She's scaring me, O'Leary. Can you do your bad cop? Stop that. It's a bit scary. But I remember just doing that and thinking, I just that was my teacher voice that right. I used rather than my, you know, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But that, 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 I love it but, that that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, like yeah. it's a bad <laughs> cop, so be very polite still. Yeah. yeah, well, why don't we do some questions? Now it's time for fan questions. That's good, eh? Um, thanks again to um, Monica for doing all these sick beats. Rightio, we've got a I bunch of... I wonder if about Matthew Perry. I wonder if who said? Monica. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Body Jake's dear. laughing. Jake loves that. <laughs> um, okay, we've got some questions on here. Um, this one from the Crixlicist. Yeah. Is there a, re- a reject pile of suggested paranormal creatures that never made it to air? Is there? And, I believe there is. Well, there is... A, I got asked by Jermaine, I can't remember if it was in the first season or the second season, he said, oh, you must have some ideas for some um, episodes. Why don't you email them through to me? So I came up with a bunch of ideas. Oh, I and remember one great idea of yours. What was that one? The cricket one. The cricket one. Oh, was that my one? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was, playing cricket down at the the Basin, um, the basin Reserve, yeah, yeah, against ghosts. Yeah. And we had to beat them in the game, so bugger off. <laughs> It was a five-day episode and shot in real oh, time. Be, yeah, <laughs> so good, though. How good would that be? But one of my ideas was um, that all the statues came alive in Wellington. Like there was a storm, a paranormal storm, mm. 
And so there's like um, the Plymouth Steps, there's that guy with his dog, yeah, the, there's yeah. Queen Victoria, the leaning nude dude. Nude guy, yeah. Um, there's some really good statues. Um, so I thought, well, what if there's a storm and then all of those come alive and we have to go and sort them out? That was one of my ideas. You never told me that idea. That's a great idea. You like that idea? Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other one was uh, getting uh, P. Diggs from Shapeshifter. Um, having a shapeshifter and it ends up that it was P. Diggs from Shapeshifter. Yeah. Incredibly, it turned out that, well, not incredibly, it turned out that Corey Gonzalez, because he was writing, McCure, he was writing for the show, he had this exact same idea. <laughs> um, then I had one where, uh, is it the goblins? There's those little go- gargoyles. Yeah. Gargoyles. Um a gargoyle episode because it's ba- it just wanting to use Wellington really and the stuff that was around Welly, uh, but I guess that's really just another statue thing coming alive. Yeah, you know. Um, no, I can't remember the so other. Basically ones, the, the answer to the question is yes, absolutely, and most of them are Mike's ideas. And well, these are the ones I <laughs> had. So I I came <laughs> up with like ten ideas, and I sent them through to Jermaine. Yeah, and I never heard back from him. He never emailed me back. And he never said to me, oh, yeah, I've got your email and I don't like any of your ideas. Maybe we need to spam. But I also know that that's not a reflection on the quality of the ideas. How do you know that? Well, sometimes he doesn't answer emails. Yeah. I you mean, I, look, we've just discussed. I think some of your ideas have got a huge merit. Huge merit. Yeah, like um, one of them, the statue one. Hey, can we just say that on, um, I don't know if you saw this, but on I probably didn't. Halloween... Yes. Um, the Wellington Paranormal um, Instagram page tweet, uh, not tweeted, but they did a <laughs> post and they said something along the lines spooky, of spooky, spooky, something, something. Yes, I saw it. Um, but in the caption below, do, 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 happy Halloween. Anyone fancy another series of spooky cases? What's going on there? It sounds like they're oh. teasing another season. Of the show. Can, can you just you say to, that? Can you just, just say that? Just want to watch it again. Nah, another season. Anyone fancy another season of Wellington Paranormal? And that seems like a weird thing to say if you don't Who's have any plans. I don't know. Yatesy, I hope. Yatesy, if you're listening, can you give us a call? Yeah, um, man. Feels like we should be included in this. Um, and I said, I commented on that, and I said, this this better not be a tease. Did and, you get a reply? Oh, I did from Marka Puatu. He said, I reckon, eh? Well, I'll, I'll reply now. Laughy say, face, laughy face, laughy face, laughy face. And then there's some other replies from people. Oh, my gosh. So that'll be good. Gonna, yeah. You might have heard it here last. Maybe we're doing another series. Do you know? I've got no, no, I don't. I don't know either. Uh, but I'd be keen. I'd be keen. I'd be keen as. I'm a bit busy, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it depends when it is. <laughs> no. I you got no it. job soon. This Wellington Paranormal is and will always be my priority. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, with, with my priorities. Your priorities, yeah. <laughs> um, Boo GF Central says, who decides what goes on the whiteboard in the briefing room? Ah, yes. Good question. What I could make out was everything, which I think they mean was funny. Oh, yes, but that is art department. Art department. <coughs> they, they get to choose the jokes for that, don't they? They do. 
So there's the whiteboard, but there's also the posters that get made. Yeah, the posters are amazing. Um, the posters are phenomenal. And yep. just to get back to the idea of merch, um, hopefully we'll be doing something with that. But um, I saw one. Like what the one about, <coughs> I like the one about the um, New Zealand cops, the heaps friendlier than American ones. But yep. that's not that wasn't it, but it was very funny. Yeah, and there's one of a guy in a balaclava. This is a this is a poster that's been put up. There's a guy in a balaclava, sort of with a he sort of his face is right in a security camera, mm. and the the caption says, "We know you did it, Gary. Just bring it back." <laughs> <laughs> just like that's the way to communicate with Gary is just to make these posters. Yeah, uh, they were all gold. Yeah, um, if you're unconscious, you're drinking too much. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get a bunch of them up on our Insta, but they're very, very funny. And I can't remember who was um, who was the production designer on that first one. It might have been Josh O'Neill. Yes. Yeah, I remember that because I know that Sandy Burton did some of – he was doing some of those posters. Yeah. In season one and two. Yeah. Melissa Spicer did the last season. They were really just great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go, the art department. And then, yeah, that was pretty cool. They were able to come up with all of that sort of stuff on the boards. And there's so much stuff that would be in the background. That's worth looking at. That's, yeah, just, yeah, take your eyes. It's hard to tear your eyes away from us, obviously, mm, but try mm. and just look at the stuff that's um, all on the walls and everywhere else. Very, very funny stuff. Some of it, some of it's probably not funny. Why so many hot tubs? This is from Laurie Lib. Are they well, just really popular in New Zealand? Well, Laurie Lib, I would start this question with a question for you. Did you enjoy seeing Mike in the hot tubs? And is that why that's the question that you've asked? And if so, look, hey, there's no shame in that. Um, but no, I well, think, there's not much shame in it. No, there's a bit no. of shame. Who for? Who for? Um, probably for her. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, Laurie, Laurie, I can't know how you say your name. But vis-a-vis hot tubs in... New Zealand, yes, they're right. they are quite popular, aren't it's they? It's quite a lot. Yeah, because it's quite cold here, you know. Yeah, even in summer. Yes, a bit chilly. I I think there should be. You should have your hot tub on in summer as well. Yeah. A lot of people don't. But how many hot tubs are we talking? Ghost party. Yeah. Cop. Uh, the other cop one. The one where you come I back. Get, where you go in the. Oh yeah, the, the Christmas. Hole. Yes, the Christmas special, the clony one. Yeah, I think it's three. Three hot tubs. How many episodes? 25. That's not. So a high percentage of hot tubs. Yeah, look, we love a hot tub here in New Zealand. Yeah, if you're having a hot tub per season, that's quite a lot. You're jamming a lot of hot tubs. We've got the highest sort of, you know, per capita. Hot tub? Yeah. Have we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I feel like you just made that up on the spot. Oh, no. Nah. No, nah, I've looked into that one. That's some of the research that, I've been doing. Oh, definitely. Jake. <laughs> now, quickly, though. Um. He's not looking it up for me. <laughs> no, no, he's saying that he is, but he's not. I know. I can see your fingers aren't even moving. <laughs> Look up the highest number of hot tubs per capita. Oh, I've got one. Here's a question. This is our last question for the day. Good. Okay. This Great. is from Jeff Paywall Leboff. Was there ever any talk of anyone from Wellington Paranormal crossing over to the United States version of what we do in the mm. Shadow series? Absolutely, there was. There was. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, no matter how much we talked about it, nobody <laughs> would do it. But there was, wasn't there, I think, early on, yeah. um, Jermaine had talked about the potential for that happening. We were yep. very excited about that prospect. We were. And then because then obviously 
People went over, like Jackie Van Beat went to direct. That's right. Johnny went Johnny over. Johnny went over. So Johnny Gruff like, went over. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It was just around the corner. That's right. They never called us. There was no call. Nah. Nah. And I think, you know. Potentially difficult to squeeze two New Zealand cops into it. I but I, even, think, I just still think big mistake on their part. <sighs> think about all the extra viewers they'd have now if I they know. had dragged us over. Yeah. 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 Massive. Um, So, yes, there was talk. It hasn't happened yet, but I think they've just done their fifth season. Um, So, you know, never say never. Oh, if they ask, though, maybe we'll say no. Yeah. You've left it too long now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you want to do is get to a point point where they've run out of ideas and they're like, oh, what about those cops? And And then we're like, nah. And then I'm like, yeah. I'll say, yeah. I'm keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to, um, where do they film that? Vancouver. Canada. I think so. You've been to Canada. Nah, there you go. All right. Yeah, no, we're keen. You tell us where and when and we will be there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good. Oh, anything else to add? What's no. coming up in your life? Anything to promote? I'm just doing whatever I want to do. Yeah, Hanging out sure. with my mum and my son and my lovely partner. How good's that? And um, Christmas, depending on when this comes out, it's just around the corner, but probably it's already happened. Hopefully it's before that. Doubt it. But there's no way of knowing. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank way. you so much for listening. Really appreciate that. And honestly, the best way to, to stop me and Mike rambling on and on and on is to send through heaps of questions because yes. that way we've got something pointed that we can talk to rather than us just talking randomly about... Babbling. Look, I yeah. think this episode in particular, because we're, we're finding our way here, but I think moving forward it's structurally it's going to be really good. The problem that Jake's got is cutting this together, yeah. but, but he's going to love it. But if you've persevered through episodes one, two, and three... I just say keep listening because, gosh, you're going to be so impressed by the time we get to episode nine. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. I think it gets better as it goes on. It's like the TV show. 100%. Yeah. First of all, I want to once again thank um, our podcast artwork illustrator, Blue Fruity. You can find them at Blue Fruity on Instagram. Um, Shout out to our composers, Monica, our producer, Paul Yates, or the producer of Wellington Paranormal, and Jermaine Clement, who gave us their blessing to do this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, respectively, Wellington Paranormal Podcast, Wellington Paranormal Pod, and Wellington Paranormal The Podcast. Karen O'Leary on Instagram is at Karen O'Leary NZ. I am at Mr. Mike Minogue, and I do a radio show, which is at Hodaki Big Show on Instagram. And you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple. Give us a five-star review and a rating. Tell all your mates a good rating. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's about it, really. Um, We'll be back again next week, which could be next week in our time, Karen, or a different time frame. So... Well, next week is always next week. You can't change the time frame for that. Yeah, but uh, but Potty Jake can adjust the time frame. Of the world? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one Jesus of the skills. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. Per- I mean, he's not then. listening to anything you say notes-wise, but um, he can, yeah, move time. Okay, great. Um, Kakite. Kakite and all. Have a lovely day. Frank Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Think you know how to party? Well, science does. In fact, there are nerds out there that spend their whole lives researching the ins and outs of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But don't take this nerd's word for it. In the Party Science Podcast, we break down the research behind a good time and a great time. I'm Dr. Joel Rindelop, a real-life scientific researcher. And I'm comedian Courtney Dawson, a real-life party girl. And together, we talk to world experts in psychedelics. Look at topics like the physiology of squirting and show you how science parties harder than you thought possible. Stay tuned every Wednesday for a new episode scientifically proven to rock your dome.